Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience. What look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because, because now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A whole lot to unpack on this episode. But first and foremost, what I need you to do is go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA, as well as on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Also got to bring in my guy, my ace. Producer extraordinaire, engineer to the stars, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner. What's going on, man? Man, chilling like a villain, bro. How you doing, man? Hey, man, living and breathing, man. I can't complain. Yes, sir. Well, let's go. If it's going on in the world of sports and entertainment, you know Nick Hamilton is going to speak on it. It's time to get it poppin'. So the Golden State Warriors are on a verge of a sweep after they defeated the Dallas Mavericks on Sunday, 109-100 in Dallas. Uh, Listen, I told y'all the Golden State Warriors will be making it to the NBA Finals, and it looks like they are just a game away from reaching that goal. And I'm telling you now, I don't think anybody's going to beat the Warriors. Nobody in the East. I don't care if it's the Miami Heat or the Boston Celtics, which I'll get into later on. But I, when I look at this Golden State Warriors team, and we also we've, we've had some doubts along the last few years because of injury, the, the the loss of Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson tried to come back at one point, wasn't really right or ready. Now he's come back and he looks ready, and he looks like the old Clay Thompson that we've been accustomed to. But also too, they added some key additions. I mean, you look at Jordan Poole, who's had a a really good strong year, and he's also having some good playoff run. But I'm telling you, the guy hit itself. Andrew Wiggins, former number one pick, or first round pick, I should say. Um, This is a guy who everybody kind of gave up on. Remember, there was one point in time where LeBron, when he was in Cleveland, wanted to trade Andrew Wiggins for Kevin Love. And everybody pretty much gave up on him. And they thought, oh, man, this guy, he was all hype. This guy wasn't the, 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 the guy that they thought he was. Yeah, he could play ball, but he's not the main guy, yada, yada, yada. Come to find out, and this is the interesting thing about Andrew Wiggins, and, and if you want to title this episode, we can call it F Distractions, right? Because distractions are exactly what surrounded Andrew Wiggins. He had all these naysayers in his ear. He had people doubting him, and Who's to say that he may at some point may have doubted his own ability because he was ranked and picked so high and so many ex- expectations were placed on him, whether they were his own or people outside of that, that sometimes it could get to you. We always talk about mental health. We talk about the mentality of a player, but we never talk about the impact of some of these expectations that we place on players based upon their ranking, where they're drafted, where they're picked, and so forth. And I think to me, Andrew Wiggins needed that fresh start. It was wise for the Minnesota T-Wolves to trade Andrew Wiggins to Golden State. And I think Golden State is a very stable organization. When you look at from ownership all the way on down to Steve Kerr and even the players in that locker room, they have a culture between Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. They have a culture and a culture that's been in place for quite some time. It, it was a culture that enabled them to win championships. It was a culture that lured the likes of Kevin Durant from OKC to Golden State to win championships. So when you look at Andrew Wiggins, and I've always said, I think sometimes guys thrive and flourish when the spotlight is the dimmest because they can't handle the bright lights. Not to say that any less of a person, not to say that any less of a player, but they may not be able to handle the bright lights and those expectations that come with the bright lights. Some guys are just equipped for it. We Everybody's not going to be a Kevin Garnett. Everybody's not going to be the late great Kobe Bryant. Everybody's not going to be a LeBron James or a Kevin Durant or the, the gold himself, Michael Jordan, 
or even a Steph Curry for that matter. Everybody's not going to be that way. Everybody's not going to be a Jimmy Butler. So you got to bring guys that are going to complement the guys, the superstars that you already have. And I think that Andrew Wiggins is a very strong and incredible complimentary piece. That's not a knock or diss to him to say that he's not a star or a star. It's just the fact that his ability to be able to thrive in big moments when the spotlight is the dimmest. And the spotlight has been the dimmest in Golden State because he's pretty much flown under the radar. And we saw what happened on Sunday night. We dropped 27 and 11 in 40 minutes. And he was the key piece to them getting that victory in a hostile crowd, in a hostile environment like Dallas at home against the Mavericks. Excuse me, on the road, rather, against the Mavericks. And Andrew Wiggins is the sole reason why the Golden State Warriors won game three. And here's what Steph Curry had to say regarding Andrew Wiggins. There's no moment that said that from the time the trade happened. That was the idea of what he could do to impact games for us defensively, his athleticism. He was a 20-point scorer, so he knew how to put the ball in the basket, but he would be asked to do it a different way and balance you know, with the rest of the guys. But we've been preaching that since he's joined the team. Um a little over two years ago, and it's amazing to see it <clears throat> happen under the bright lights. Like, you don't know how a guy's going to respond, you know, when they're asked to do what we're asking him to do at this stage in the season, in the playoffs, and you have the highest hopes, but he's he's stepping up, and that's only because of his approach and his attitude and uh, him just being a gamer. What we're asking him to do is, you know, guard the best guy on the other side, make it difficult on him, you know, be aggressive offensively, take what you see. What he's doing, rebound the ball, has been awesome. And he's absolutely correct in that. When you look at, at what Andrew Wiggins brings to the table, it's not just what he scores on the floor, but the ability for him to play defense and the ability to get in front of guys the ability to create mismatches, the ability to be able to get run the floor in transition. And the selfless act of him losing his ego of, of people blowing smoke up his behind and saying, hey, you're the guy. No, he's one of the guys, and he's accepted that role in Golden State, and this is why he's been so successful. Sometimes in addition to guys needing a change of scenery, guys need to understand what their roles are. And Andrew Wiggins has found the assignment and has done the assignment accurately, which is why you see other guys like Clay Thompson, you see Steph Curry, you see Kayvon Looney, who was, to me, the reason why game two, the Warriors won in game two because of Kayvon Looney. You know, Jordan Poole, guys like that. When you look at, you know, the uh, Draymond Green, when you look at guys like that, these are the guys that are going to to stand out and enable their superstars to perform on a high level. As I said before, Luka Doncic needs another star to pair with him. I mean, yeah, he dropped 40 and 11 on Sunday, but to what avail, right? Because when you look at what goes on and when you look at what transpires, who else is there to help him? Like, what is the real help that you're going to get? beyond Luka Doncic. Can anybody name a starting lineup outside of Dallas? And if you're not a Mavericks fan, can anybody name a starting lineup for the Dallas Mavericks? Because I damn sure can't, not without looking. Outside of Luka Doncic and, and, and Reggie Bullock, like, can you really name them? That should be a Jeopardy question. Jake, can you name the starting lineup for the Dallas Mavericks? I, I can't. I've admitted with, that. With two, and I watched the team. With two guns to my head and $10 million at stake, I couldn't do it. Without, Man, well, without cheating. I, still, I hope I'm in your will. <laughs> you I still much. a bye-bye. You ain't getting much. <laughs> so but this is this is Right. But this is what, and this is, hey, well, hey, I'll take it. Right. You know, you can flip. You can always flip microphones on eBay now if they're the right ones. Oh, man. <laughs> But, I mean, when you look at what, what this team brings, I mean, this is why I'm saying in the offseason, this team is not only going to have to do, and I'm talking about the Dallas Mavericks, they're going to have to do some serious soul-searching and realize what they want to accomplish. Now, I think Jake credit Jason Kidd. I think he's been an incredible coach in his first year, and now he's raised the bar. So now he's got to at least get to the Western Conference Finals every year 
because now if you have a if you have a fall a, a drop off or they say the sophomore jinx now they're going to look at they're going to question your coaching style which i think is absolutely absurd and ridiculous right but you know that you know but you know the criticism is going to come they're going to say oh well they got lucky you know the lakers weren't in it the clippers weren't in it you know denver didn't make it yada, yada. it's all these excuses that, are, that that people are going to come up with uh, on why if the Dallas Mavericks don't at least make it back to the Western Conference Finals, it's going to be an issue. And to me, I would I would not hesitate, and it wouldn't surprise me if you see somebody like a Rudy Gobert go to Dallas to pair him up with Luka. Ooh. Because he needs that, you know, Rudy doesn't care about looking great on the stat sheet. He cares right. about cleaning up and getting Ws. Rudy wants to win. That's why he doesn't want to be in Utah. Rudy wants to win. He wants to go somewhere where he has an opportunity to compete for a championship. Now, I can see Rudy Gobert actually going to the, the, the Mavericks, or I could actually see him in South Beach. Hmm. Because could Rudy Gobert be that piece that they need to get over the hump to win a championship? Because even if the Miami Heat win this series against the Boston Celtics, I still don't think it's enough to beat the Golden State Warriors. Not at all. And I still, and even on, even on, uh, the other night when they beat the, the Celtics in Boston without the services of Jimmy Butler in the second half and Tyler Hero. And remember, Jason Tatum did get hurt. Now your man from Boston wants to do his best Paul Pierce impression. <laughs> did he have to use the bad? And I'm, <laughs> and I'm thinking, who did it better, him or Paul Pierce? Paul Pierce right. sold it. He sold it better, I think. I did. I do too. I think Paul <laughs> Pierce shoveled the BS better than anybody. No doubt. But <laughs> let me tell you something. My, this is how you know Jimmy Buckets runs that team because you saw the remnants of what Jimmy Buckets in that second half without him being on the floor yeah. took over. You saw players step up. You saw Bam out of bio say, you know what? To hell with this. I'm not going down in this series we're going to take this series and we're going to win this series mm-hmm. i mean a man dropped 31 and 10 he damn near was on his way to a triple double he had 31 10 and 6. pj tucker a pj tucker sighting and we ain't talking about the man's shoe collection <laughs> a pj tucker sighting when he dropped 17. you know when i look at this team and even victor oladipo said this i believe it was on a pivot podcast and he said you know we go as jimmy goes Jimmy is the leader of this team, basically. He was like, the, the energy that Jimmy brings, we all embody that and embrace that. Mm-hmm. And you can see it. And it would not, and it wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, I picked Miami in six. And I think if you're Pat Riley, if you're, uh, you know, if you're Pat Riley, if you are, Eric Spolstra, you try to get Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero as healthy as they can get because you're definitely going to need them in the rest of this series. You're going to need them as fresh as you can get them um, because this is going to be a dogfight. And like, that's why I picked Miami in seven because I do believe this is going to be a dogfight. It's going to be something because the Celtics aren't going away. The Celtics are going to continue to compete. They're going to continue to defend. And I'm not even talking about six months, an hour running Al Horford. <laughs> Leave that man alone, man. He makes a presence out there. Stop it. He does. In slow so motion. Does In slow motion. So does, a, so does a ghost. <laughs> a ghost. He ain't Casper, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, his speed is Casper. Ah. We ain't seen it in years. Leave us old, slow folks alone, bro. <sighs> not all of us are athletically I mean, gifted. Maybe he's eating his bran muffins and, and getting it, putting in his cold, getting his cold tub sign in or whatever. Come I don't on, know, man. whatever he has to do. Don't have me defending I, a Boston Celtic. Please, stop. <laughs> you know I, I mean, hate it's the truth. The dude, is, <laughs> the dude is slow as molasses, and you know it. Hey, man, but when he gets – don't piss him off, though. He'll, he'll get a couple dunks on you. He can change the game with his presence. You think that? You think that's going to happen with Bam Adebayo? No. <laughs> you, oh, okay. All right. All right. I mean, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. <laughs> Yeah, let's just make sure of that. It ain't gonna happen with Bam no, out of bio. I'm Bam sorry. It's just not I, gonna happen. No, I don't mess with Bam. Bam, he's he's the truth, man. Bam got a chip on his shoulder the size of Frito Lay because he <laughs> know he he was robbed of that defensive player of the year award. He sure was. And so he's 
he was pissed. Yeah, he's pissed about. It. That's yeah, why yeah. I think another reason. I think him and Jimmy may have had a conversation at half, and I think Jimmy may have reminded him, "Hey, you know you're supposed to win. Hey, how's that defensive player of the year trophy going? For you? Yeah, I can see Jimmy and Butler doing that. You know damn well I didn't get that trophy. <laughs> oh well, hey man, I'm just I'm just saying what the people are saying. You know, you go out there and show them that you defensive player of the year. All right, <laughs> I it was out of bio takeover, right? And that's exactly what happened. So, I mean, listen, Ben Adebayo is an incredible player. I, I don't take anything away Love from watching. him. I think he's he's definitely matured as a, a a player in this league. I think he's he's got a he's got the potential. It's endless for him as long as he stays healthy and he continues to to approach the game the way he's been approaching it and the hard work and dedication he brings to it. And that showed uh, the other night uh, in Game Three, mm-hmm. and even in Game Four too. Um, but I think too, here's the thing. This series is going to be whoever wins this series is going to be at a disadvantage because if even if the Warriors, which I'm not saying the Warriors will beat the will beat the Dallas Mavericks in a sweep, mm-hmm. I'm saying Warriors in five now. I know I said mm-hmm. six, but I got to dial back. I got to say Warriors in five because I do believe somehow, some way, I think the Dallas Mavericks find a way at home to win, even if it's a close margin game. I do believe they're going to win uh, at least a game. Because I have not seen, I'm not confident that the Warriors can close out. We've, we've seen time and time again the Warriors have had opportunities to close out games, and they haven't been able to do that for whatever reason. I don't know if they get too hype on themselves. I don't know if they get too up. I don't know if they just take it lackadaisical and say, "Okay, we got this in the can" because we always got the second half. I don't know what it is, but I I'm willing to bet that they don't make it, they don't sweep in game four. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm just saying, based upon experiences and based upon what I've seen, I don't I don't see a sweep in the future for the Golden State Warriors. I do see them winning in game five back in San Francisco at the Chase Center because I even if they're down 10 at halftime to the Dallas Mavericks, I do believe they come back and smoke them in the second half. And that's why I said they're going to get plenty of rest. The Warriors are going to get plenty of rest and they're going to need it because whoever they face in the East, whether it's the Celtics or the Miami Heat, and I'm I'm thinking it's going to be the Miami Heat because Lord knows uh, there are a lot of people pulling for the, going from the Bay Area to South Beach and back and forth. Of course. Uh, no one wants to go to, to Beantown, okay? No one wants to go there. Nah, Boston's um, not a vacation destination. You know, it's a nice city, all, all. but... You know, I ain't trying to hear racial slurs and and get Sam Adams bottles, you know, thrown at me. But I say this, man. I think, and I know you didn't ask me, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I think the Warriors smell blood in the water. I think they're done playing around and they want to get focused on the finals. I think they they pull off a game four victory in Dallas. You know, Luka's going to get his 45 plus or whatever. Luka! But, you know, all you got to do is, let Luka play and shut down everybody else, and you'll win. I think Golden State will go on to play Miami because I will never pick Boston for anything in life. Um, so it will be a Warriors-Heat NBA final. But I say Golden State, yes, they like to toy around and play around and do their thing and, and, and you know come back from behind, but they, they want that chip again, man. They, they want people to know that they're for real again and they're they're not playing around no more. So... You'll see. You'll see. You you say gentlemen sweep. I say an, a, a, a for sure sweep. I think they win game four. Well, the interesting part is if Boston happens to win the series, Golden State would host the finals because they have a better record, right. I do believe. Right. If Miami wins, they have identical records. You look at the identical regular season record. Mm-hmm. They have identical records. Like, Boston is 50, excuse me, Miami is 53 and 29 in the East, even though they were number one seed. Golden State was the three seed at 53 and 29. Hmm, interesting. (laughs) We shall see. We shall see. Finished with identical records in the regular season. It'd be ironic to see them battle in the finals. But the Warriors won the regular season battle to nothing. So. This is true. So that means they would be the home court. They would be the home court. So either way, Golden State gets home. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's what you need in this series because if in case it does go seven, yep, you're gonna want that home court in San Francisco. You're gonna want the folks at the Chase Center. 
You want you want you want you want the you want the the yay area in the building. You see, E40 you gonna need that, that E40 and Mr. Yep, Fab yep. and Too Short and Hammer and Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the Playmaker Every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. For life. Yeah. I might be the best that did it. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Make sure you check us out. At nightcastmedia.com, your gateway to sports, pop culture, entertainment, tech, community, all rolled in one. That's nightcastmedia.com. All right. So keeping in the mode of basketball, the Los Angeles Lakers, yes, they're not playing in the playoffs. And thank God it's so refreshing not to be watching them in the playoffs and watch other teams in the playoffs for a change. Um, and I say that because I love poking at Laker myopics. I got into it with a few Laker myopics on Sunday over the weekend. And it was funny because these people are really out of touch. I don't know what's more annoying, Jake. Cowboy <laughs> myopics or Laker myopics? Laker, I don't know what's No, Laker by far. Laker myopics are the worst because they think they can sign any free agent that's out there. Oh, they want to play for the Lakers. Oh, let's get Luka. Oh, let's get, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler. They all want to be Lakers. We put them on all one team and they'll win it all. Stop it. Please stop it. Stop it. And you think the Cowboy Mavericks are not worse than that? Come no, on, dude. I, my, I, I don't. The Cowboys are really going to win the championship. They could be four and twelve. <laughs> and wait till next year. They'll be three. They could be. They could. They could be three. It was the eight seventeen games now. Yeah. So they could be. So they could be three and fifteen, and they'd be like, wait till next year. Wait till this draft. Wait till. Why should we be doing the draft? We're going to win a championship. Yeah, We're going to win a Super Bowl. But they're not year. talking about every free agent in the world wants to play for the Cowboys, though. And Laker fans are the worst. They're still delusional. They're still delusional. <laughs> they're still, they, they have, dude, they have not won a Super Bowl since All Eyes on Me dropped in 96. 
Very true. But nonetheless, man. Cowboy fans are delusional. Maybe, maybe they're the, delusional as Laker fans. Maybe Laker fans annoy me more because we live in LA. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> they get on my last damn nerve uh, because they want to convince you of their stupidity <laughs> and their wishful thinking. Man, if we had a healthy street clothes, I mean, AD, <laughs> if we had a healthy LeBron, and we and and and, and, and Westbrook wasn't this, and Westbrook, yeah, and if, if we're fifth, we all be drunk. Uh, see, I don't want to hear that crap. So that's my First point. All, that's my point. LeBron, LeBron James is a defensive liability. The dude has to stay healthy an entire season since he got here, basically, past the championship. Mm-hmm. Okay, the first year he came, he went out. Because he quote unquote heard a pop during the Christmas Day game against Golden State. Y'all mm-hmm. remember that? And we didn't see him, but yet we saw him on the sidelines sipping wine as if everything was just fine and okay. Yep. Yeah. Let's and then he alienated, let's see, half the team that was of the young stars. And he, he traded all those guys and got rid of all those guys and draft picks to get Anthony Davis, who basically only worked out for one year because the only time Anthony Davis played more than 60-something games was during that 2020 season when they went in the bubble during the pandemic and won the championship. We haven't seen AD play an entire season or close to an entire season since then. This man battled through injury that year. He made sure that he was going to be effective. And, yes, he did launch that game-winning three in the bubble in the playoffs to get them into a winning situation in a series. Right. Credit him for that. But we ain't seen Anthony Davis play a, 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 a length of time in a, in a season since. The dude got a huge contract, right? Yeah. LeBron James hasn't played. He begged, pleaded, and kicked to get Russell Westbrook. Statistically, <laughs> the worst all-time three-point shooter in NBA history. The dude, the dude looked lost in the shuffle. And and you and you and they thought he was gonna go from being the one guy to the three guy. A leopard don't change his spots. No. What that, the hell were they smoking? That was a bad move. That was a horrible move. It was the worst trade in Laker history. And now you're stuck with him. And then let's talk about possible trading LeBron because you're not gonna give him an extension. Now the smartest thing I heard is then the Lakers not offering LeBron an extension. The smartest thing because. If you didn't learn anything from Kobe Bryant and the departure of Kobe Bryant when he was playing, and I'm talking about from 2015 on, I know he departed in 2016, Mm -hmm. but I'm talking about from 2015 on, look how long it took you to get back to the playoffs and to get a championship. Mind you, they had sniffed the draws of the NBA Finals in 10 years, since 2010 at that point. They lost, they got swept by the Dallas Mavericks in 2011, hadn't seen it since. Kobe, unfortunately, went down with the Achilles. All kind of things were happening. They were messing with Pal Gasol's hand, talking about they're going to trade him, not trade him. You're a gangster. No, I'm not a gangster. All that kind of <laughs> stuff that was going on. And they pretty much broke up the team. Yeah. Now there's talk of trading THT. There's talk of possibly getting rid of Westbrook, but I don't see that happening directly. I think it may take a third team to get involved with that to get rid of him. But if you're going, if let's say LeBron James is traded because if you read that Bill Plasky article that that was, I think, again, once again, I think Bill Plasky did an incredible job with that when he talked to, had an exclusive interview with Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. And I've always said Jeannie Buss is an incredible businesswoman. Um, but I think she has too many voices around her head. Mm. And, and for her to make a solid decision, I don't know if she's scared to make a wrong move. I don't know if she doesn't if she, she feels like she needs other people around her to, to, to validate the moves that she does make, I don't know what it is. But it doesn't, from an Oculus standpoint, it doesn't look solid. It looks dysfunctional. And I said that, shout out to my guys from the Profanity Nation who show I was on Sunday night. Um, and I said, this, this, is a, this is an organization of dysfunction because you got too many mouths and too many spoons in the pot. And if you don't make a solid decision, it's going to look bad because every stereotypical negative thing that people are going to say, it's it's now people are saying, see, see, see what we've been talking about. Everybody's been talking in the barbershops and on the streets and in the beauty salons. It's now being shown front page because now all these things are coming out because you've got 9 million people surrounding Jeannie Buss. 
Instead of, we, like I said before, when you look at structures of teams, you look at the Golden State Warriors, you know who the owner is, you know where it goes. Mm-hmm. You look at the Los Angeles Clippers. It's Steve Ballmer, Jerry West, and no disrespect to Lawrence Frank, because I think Lawrence Frank and those guys do, do their job really well as far as making sure they, they acquire uh, certain players that they feel fit their model, but they have a culture. The Lakers don't have a culture because LeBron has destroyed that. Agreed. And so LeBron... Now you're saying now it's it's coming out. Oh, LeBron has signed off on some of the coaching, the potential coaching hires, right? Right. And I'm saying, okay, you can't. But first of all, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. If you're not going to offer LeBron an extension, why do you care who coaches what for the long term? If you're going to sign this coach to a three, four, five year deal, if LeBron is only going to be there for a year, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you care? what LeBron thinks or doesn't think about the next coach if he's only going to be there a year. That gives me some sort of indication to me. I'm reading the tea leaves. If I'm thinking outside of the box, LeBron may not be there this coming season. And maybe you're using Mm -hmm. that as a scapegoat in case things go awry. And maybe you're trying to throw us all off the track. Because if you recall in in that Bill Pulaski article, Jeannie Buss says she wanted to be like her dad and wanted to make her dad proud to keep the, the, the team within the family. Well, if you recall, in case you were missing, missing out last week, I said, do you remember when most of the people were shocked at the decision that Dr. Buss made when he traded Shaquille O'Neal, still had a couple of years left in the tank, mm-hmm. good years, left in the tank, and traded him to the Miami Heat and chose Kobe Bryant over Shaquille O'Neal at that point because everybody even though it was some turmoil and you heard we heard rumblings between Shaq and Dr. Buss over the money issues and things like that you figured at some point they would somehow try to work it out even if it was a short-term deal for Shaquille O'Neal a two-year deal or something to that degree where even if they only had kept him for a year and trading them on expiring contract you would understand that but you did not see Shaquille O'Neal not being a Laker uniform the coming season most people didn't it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not saying I heard anything. This is just me talking. It wouldn't surprise me if they got if they got hold of a deal that was worth their while. They would trade LeBron James on an expiring contract to get some younger pieces and and better assets moving forward. Now, what would what, what do you think that destination would be? Hmm. I can't even tell you right now. The New York Knicks. And why so? Why? Cam Reddish. I mean, excuse me. Not Cam Reddish. I'm tripping. My bad. RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got some young pieces with the Knicks. Potentially could be a draft pick there at some point. And I'm thinking for LeBron. I think that's the only place he would sign off on going would be New York because it's the number one market. Despite what the success that the Brooklyn Nets have had, the Knicks are still the main draw in town. Yes, they are. They're still the number one draw in town. There's no pressure for LeBron because Knicks fans are so thirsty. <laughs> I mean, my God, if you get them to the second round, you think they won a championship. If LeBron, let's say LeBron got them to the second round or Let's just say, hypothetically, they got him to the Eastern Conference Finals. LeBron would be a god in New York. Yeah, they'd probably put a statue you know on MSG, man. <laughs> you know how long Knicks fans have been aching and waiting and belly warming and, and, get, and lathering up to get LeBron James in a New York Knicks uniform? Since the decision. And even after the decision. Yeah. When they didn't believe he was going back to Cleveland. <laughs> I went to Cleveland late last evening. They didn't they didn't expect it. And he was still holding out some inkling of hope. Oh yeah. And even when he left Cleveland the second time, when everybody knew, I knew a year and a half he was coming to Los Angeles. They still had some hope. And now they, they could potentially get their wish. Because I think the whole playing with Bronny thing is nothing but hype. I've oh, seen yeah. mayoral races have better. Hype is in in 
better drama leading up to it than this. He trying to he's trying to solidify. He is the Paul Heyman of basketball <laughs> when it comes to this. He is trying to make sure his son gets a spot and gets drafted high in the NBA draft to whatever sorry team his son is going to go to. And with the potential and the thought of LeBron James playing for that particular sorry organization is going to boost ticket sales, jersey sales, the whole nine. And I don't think LeBron's going to play a game. I think LeBron's going to be there. I think he's going to show up. I don't think he's going to play a game. I don't think he's going to be in physical condition to play a game. He's already breaking down as it is. Oh, yeah. As physically gifted as LeBron James is, and he had an MVP-esque type season last season with the Lakers, even though they sucked. But to, to pick, getting back to the Lakers, to pick a coach and to worry about what LeBron thinks, who cares? If you're truly not going to give him an extension, then why do you care who he chooses? Whether it's Terry Stotts, whether it's Kenny Atkinson, or who's the other coach, Jake, that, that the Lakers are looking at? The name escapes me. Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham. Which is and I'm hearing that I'm hearing that he's a leading yeah, favorite. He yeah, is. I heard he's the leading favorite. He interviewed well and, and he has no nonsense attitude when it comes to coaching. They don't want that. Come on. And he's somebody who we can control yeah. on a string. <laughs> Dance, Geppetto. Dance. <laughs> That's what they want. Somebody's not gonna buck the system. You t- we talked about off air about Mark Jackson. Yes. Why Mark Jackson didn't get the job, even though we know Mark Jackson could coach his ass. Absolutely. Because he won't, I, I do believe that there's still some residue from his belief system of what he what he displayed in Golden State. And people talk, just like players talk, executives talk. Oh, they do. Yes, they do. And he's very dogmatic in his stance when it comes to certain issues. Yeah. And I think he has not relaxed that stance or shown any type of growth in that stance. So I think that's what's going to keep him on in the commentary booth. When we hear him and Mark Green, uh, Mike Green and, and uh, uh, Van Gundy, and I think they make a great team on the commentary side. Absolutely, they do. I love listening to them and watching. Them. But I don't think that's going to gain him head coaching a head coaching no. opportunity anytime soon. Now, maybe five years from now, four to five years from now, they could revisit it. But I don't see it. But why? At all. Why leave a cushy gig like that, anyways? I mean, making good money. You know, you don't have to put the work in that a coach does. You know, for the ego, I'm sure it's great, but you know, he to me, I think it's a better choice to stay in the booth, get your millions, and hang out, and and and. But if that's not what you want to do, it's like somebody telling you, Jake, you can't be on air anymore. We just want you to engineer and produce. That's not gonna satisfy you, even though no matter how much money they pay you, it may satisfy you short term. Yeah. But in the long term, if your heart's not truly in it, you're not gonna want to strictly just stay behind the camera. You're right. You're right. Nonetheless, though, so, if it's my only choice, though, I'm going to enjoy it, though. <laughs> That's just me. That's just me. Yeah. But, you yeah. know. Like I said, we shall see. We shall see, my friend. All right, coming up on the other side of the break, if you got $3 million, would you be able to invest in this particular product or would you invest in this product? And uh, a future GOAT continues to make record-setting plays and games. We're coming up on the other side of the break. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> You, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. Weapon formed against the boy, shall ever prosper. I aim and I conquer. Backdoor the game and I came with a chopper. This was all in the plan since a young and walking up stocker. Go conquer. I never stop. I've been raising my stock up. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Final segment of the show. Gotta bring in my man, Big Brother Jake, back up in here, man. We talk a lot of basketball, man, but... uh. Jeez. Jeez, Sam. Baseball. Mm. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is on fire, man. He's been on fire ever since that losing streak. Yes. And it was overshadowed by the losing streak because he was the only, pretty much the one of the only players that was consistent when it came to getting on base, connecting with the ball. Yep. And now that they're winning. He's actually now he's even he's gained even more momentum because now people are now pay, paying attention as they win to individual accolades. Right. And Mookie Betts happens to be the catalyst for them winning, not just offensively, but defensively. Did you watch it Saturday night against the Phillies when he threw the guy out? At yes. Home? Yes. The dude had a rocket <laughs> arm. I had not seen that in a Dodger uniform probably since. Yasiel Puig? Yeah, no, Yasiel Puig. When Yasiel cut, cut the dude yeah. off at the plate, yeah. he was supposed to cut him off at third, and Yasiel said, nah, I'm cutting <laughs> this dude off at, the, at home. You know, and, and, and he did. And, and I know Mookie's a great player, five-tool player, but I, I was not expecting that. I was like, oh, damn. Mookie, but remember, in, in, and I, <laughs> I still say to this day that he should have been co-MVP of that 2020 World Series. Oh, because yeah, no doubt. defense is the reason. He may not have been doing it consistently offensively at the plate, but defensively, yes. they're the reason why he kept the die. He's the reason why they kept the, the Dodgers kept, uh, were kept in it because of that. And when we're seeing the remnants of the 2020 season in Mookie Betts, because this remember, this is how Mookie Betts came off in that 2020 yeah. season. And let's not forget what Dave Roberts promised before the season got started. <laughs> so maybe just maybe 
the Dodgers are waking up and they're going that they're they're platooning on the mound because Clayton Kershaw is out with that elbow situation. Yeah. Um and they still and I still think the Dodgers need another arm now. Whether they do oh, that at the sure. trade deadline yeah. or not, they still need another arm to go deep uh in the playoffs. Yes, they do. And and that's the thing. Despite their pitching woes, their offense has kept them in every single game. You know, even on a Sunday afternoon, they had a chance to win that game. But, you know, they blew it. But it's to the point now here in Los Angeles that the Dodgers are doing so well that when they lose, people get mad and want to trade the whole team. That's, that's the myopic Los Angeles fan in a nutshell. But it's like, calm down, Dodger fans. They're going to make the postseason they may even make the World Series if they keep playing like this. They stay healthy, and Mookie Betts, along with Freddie Freeman, are going to be the sole reasons, along with some good pitching, why they will be in the playoffs and possibly the World Series. But calm down, Dodger fans. They lose, you know, they, they lose two, win six, lose one. They get all upset. Relax, as Aaron Rodgers would say. Relax. And my man, Nori. You gotta relax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to be on Drink Chance, man. Maybe one day we can be on there, man. Oh, uh, we will. I'm I, down. I have no doubt. One day, someday, we will be on Drink Champs. Hopefully, it's still around by the time we get on. <laughs> oh, it will. Um, be. <laughs> but listen, the Angels. Congratulations to Mike Trout. Uh, the Angels are quietly yes. winning ball games, and because all the attention is on the Dodgers. Yep. But the the. The Angels, and then let me ask you this: Okay, the Tim, the the the, the Tim Anderson, Josh Donaldson situation, mm. and I, I don't know if, you, and, and I'm sure everybody's heard by yeah. now, but to me, when he called him Jackie Rock or called him Jackie, referring to Jackie Rock, uh-huh. so when they got into a heated exchange, uh-huh. I don't feel like that was racist. No, it, I didn't. I didn't feel like it. Now, if it was disingenuous. Because it was the wrong time, sure, I yeah. get that. The man felt disrespected. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but how can you say that Josh Down <laughs> Josh Donaldson of the Yankees was racist when you came out in the Athletic in twenty eighteen yes. or twenty nineteen and called yourself the new version of Jackie yes. Robinson because you bring in fun and you got swag and you got this and that. And then a dude calls you, and you guys have joked about this prior to your (laughs) verbal altercation, your heated exchange of words. And now all of a sudden, because you got upset and you're mad, and the dude referred to you as Jackie, he didn't call you, you know, boy. He didn't call you some racial slur or homophobic slur or called you, uh, you know, son or tried to rub your head. None of that stuff. No. Right, none of it. He just said, "All right, Jackie." You, here's and a- you get you, and it goes and, and and I got and I got into an exchange. Not nothing. And shout out to my man, uh, Chris Williamson from SNY. Good dude, good brother. But he was like, "Oh, I, I, I see where this is going. It's right." No, it's not racist, dude. No. It's being blown out of proportion. And see, this is the problem I have with that because. The moment you call somebody something racist or somebody racist that's, that ends up not being, the next time something does happen that is racist and you call it out, people are less inclined to believe you or believe that situation yep. because that you are the boy that cried wolf. Yes. Because there was nothing there that indicated any racial undertone. Again, we weren't in the nobody was in the heat of the battle but those two individuals because right. we weren't on the field. There was no microphones on the field, so we don't know the exchange of what it went of how how it went down, rather. So, again, if Tim Anderson felt disrespected or felt that Josh Donaldson was being disingenuous, fine. He has every right to feel that way. That's fine. However, it was not a racist thing. I didn't see it. And I'm a black man, okay? I didn't see it as race. I will call out racism and white supremacy whenever or any type of homophobic slur, Mm -hmm. anybody being... You know, uh, 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 anti-Semitic. Like, I don't approve of any of that stuff because wrong is wrong and right is right. Right. Um, anybody being sexist or misogynistic, don't approve of that either. But in this case, dude, like, come on, man, knock it off. You, Stop it. it. It'd be the equivalent for those that you know can't put. You know, I'll put it in layman's terms. If you, Nick, call yourself the king of all media. And we mm-hmm. had a disagreement. <laughs> I'm like, all right, King. 
Like it'd be like that. That's the equivalent. I don't see what? that. Jake, what? What you say? Podcast <laughs> buster. Uh, <laughs> you say about my mama? What you say about my mama? <laughs> I, I, I bought the beer. You definitely bought the beer. No. I, but the thing is, <laughs> it's not racist at all. He's just throwing back at him what he gave himself, you know, self-proclaimed nickname. That That's all that is. But. You know, the media, when it's a slow news day, and we've all done it, you know, you and I have done this long enough to know, if you ain't got nothing, you're a producer, you're trying to find something that makes headlines. So it makes your job easier, it keeps your job. This is not racist. You know, if anything, he's just throwing his nickname back at him, you know, just to take a jab. Nothing to do with race whatsoever. At all. Well, I hope you raced to the kitchen and got this food ready, man, because I damn sure I'm hungry. Man, I got you. Here we go. It's always something to talk about. Let's check out the Moments Brunch. What's cooking this week, guys? All right. On Sunday, Chicago Sky superstar Candace Parker became the oldest active player to achieve a multiple triple-double in WNBA history. How much does this add to her legacy, and will she capture another triple-double before she retires? I think she can. I think Candace Parker is absolutely able to capture another triple double. It'd be interesting if it went against the Sparks <laughs> in LA. Yeah. That would make my day. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I love Candace Parker as a person, yes. as a player. I think she's incredible. I've had a great opportunity to watch her grow and develop since I covered the team in 2010 um, and beyond and watch her win a championship, watch her go to a, another WNBA finals, unfortunately come up short there, but then, be able to cover her uh, with the Chicago Sky. Mm -hmm. And in the first year of the Chicago Sky, after she missed seven consecutive games uh, due to injury, came came back strong and led her team, along with Kalia uh, Copper, uh, to a WNBA championship in Chicago Sky's first franchise championship. Um, and then congratulations also to her. Let me say this real quick. Uh, she was named as Time's 100 Most Influential People of 2022. So congratulations out to Candace Parker. Mm. Um, I think she's an incredible individual. She's, I watched her grow into the, the, the that leadership role that we see her now, um, and and just and like I said, she's just all around good person, man. She's getting all the opportunities that she deserves. She's a new mom, uh, you know. what I'm saying a new family person, uh, married, happy, um, you know, just all the things that you would wish for a good person, and it couldn't happen to a better person than Candace Parker. And hopefully she has some success this, you know, more success this mm -hmm. season as it as it continues to progress. Uh, but I think she could do it again. And as far as her legacy, GOAT status. Absolutely. Instant Hall of Famer right off the bat. All right. Next item uh, here that I'm preparing for us. Uh, recently, a 97-98 playoffs jersey worn by the late, great Kobe Bryant. Uh, the jersey sold for approximately 3 to $4 million. If you had the money, would this be a wise investment? Hell yes, it would be a wise investment. Because if I hold on to it for another couple of years, think how much money it would be worth then. Mm. First of all, I, I wish I was a guy that was selling the jersey for Ooh. three to four million dollars. No, right? That's the guy I want to be. I want to be able to sell it for three to four million dollars. <laughs> you know, after it's been authenticated. Right. Because that listen the, the long lived late great kobe bryant black mamba himself yes um this was a guy who was incredible and mind you the only nba player current you know only nba player to also win an oscar yes as as as, as, as much as i call jordan the goat and as much as i like lebron james none of them have won an oscar nope i mean kareem could have although won i <laughs> Although I thought Jordan should have won at least an Emmy for The Last Dance. Yeah. Yeah, he should have. That was a, a well-produced like, documentary. Perfect. Loved it. I, I've watched it three times because I love it that much. You know? I can't wait to watch the Kobe doc. Ooh, I no. can't wait I to know. watch that. That is, I want, do not call me. Do not text <laughs> me. I will be at home glued to my TV. Do not bother me because if you do, you're going to get a good cussing out. Warning y'all now. All right. I won't bother Nick writing that down. All right. Please do. <laughs> and the final item. Uh, writer, producer, and director Ava DuVernay is developing a romantic drama series for stars. The network announced the news at its inaugural uh, Take the Lead Summit. Are you interested in watching it? 
I'm very interested in watching. I think Ava DuVernay has done some incredible work over the course of time, and she's opened doors for so many great people, especially uh, black creatives, men and women. Um, most recently, I, I remember, you remember the black and white Colin Kaepernick, oh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, documentary that they, that they put together. Shout out to my man Josiah Johnson for being a part of that uh, team as well. Um, listen, Stars needs every bit of help they can get because without Fifty Cent. Stars is pretty much in the water. They're they floating on life support. So if Ava DuVernay could give them that shot in the arm that they need, and she's the right person to do it along. You know, only other show I can see on, on Stars is P-Valley Season 2, Yep, uh, which is coming up in June. But other than that, man, they, they need an Ava DuVernay. They need to be begging Ava DuVernay to get on that network because without 50 Cent and the Power Universe, none, none, no reason to have Stars. No, no reason to watch anything on that network, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm watching Okay. And that, my friend, is the moment's brunch. Thank you so much, my good friend. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of which, you talk about stars. Mm-hmm. Did you see uh, recently, you, you saw Courtney uh, Kardashian get married to my man, uh, the drummer. Travis Barker. Travis Barker. Yes. Travis Barker's dope, by the way. Oh, he's one of the Travis Barker's incredible top musician. five drummer of all time. I, I, I'll argue that with anybody. Yeah, he's an incredible musician. They recently tied the knot officially, or at least the wedding photos came out yeah. over the weekend. Um, so they asked Pete Davidson, yo, you think <laughs> you and Kim going to jump that, bro? Oh. I think Pete is down, but she's, he, he was, according to a lot of sources, uh, around that situation, they felt like him is she's just not ready to take that plunge yet, well, which is understandable. She, she came after very she just got a divorce. rocky, rocky yeah. divorce with, with Kanye a, West crazy ass. Yeah, like who the hell wants to jump in alcohol with you know with razor blade slices into a pit of fire? Like who wants to do that? Speaking as a man that's going through a divorce and it's almost final, I don't care who you are. If I've been seeing somebody. I'm not ready to do that right away. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Like, she need to take her time with him. They need to have their fun. You know, they're, they're close. Oh, Pete Davidson's having a whole oh, lot yeah. of fun. He, he's trolling the world right now. He's doing so well, he could quit Saturday Night Live. They didn't, you know, he didn't need them anymore. His career is just taking off. And, yeah, man, don't rush that. Don't rush that. From someone that's going through it, I promise you, you don't want to rush it. And she should know. She's been married, what, three times already? Like, come on. I, I don't know who. How you oh, record, do that. yeah. How, how the hell can you do that? Like, just one for me was enough, bro. <laughs> I'll just well, say. check this out, man. Uh, Usher's back with his Las Vegas residency for uh, September seventh and October twelfth. Might have to make that. tickets will go on sale uh, publicly on thir- this Thursday. Ah, okay. you interested in going to see Usher? Hell yeah, go I love take, Usher. Take man. somebody, Usher. <laughs> you have to take Sand to the Beach on Usher. that one. Yes. You know, you know, you got to take, you know, somebody you're trying to, you know, have a good time with over the weekend. It's Vegas. Usher got some bangers, man. Like, he's all up in my iPad and and, and, and my iTunes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. Big fan. Hey, yeah. Yeah, Usher is dope. I saw him at the Super Bowl, man. He did a, he did a quick concert at the, one of the Super Bowl parties, man. That dude I, was yeah. incredible. Yeah, I'd like to see that him live. That dude was incredible. I might have to make Yeah, I, I definitely. Now, if I couldn't get a credential, I would pay for that. And also, really quick, <laughs> uh, shout out to Rams head coach Sean McVay and his fiance Veronica. Uh, they teamed up with the Campbell's Chunky. Uh, to make a $50,000 donation to the American Red Cross in support yeah. of Ukraine. And also, really quick, uh, guess who's going to be on the next episode of Hard Knocks? Who would that be? The Arizona Cardinals. Let's see if Kyle Murray makes his television debut uh, away from the field. Okay. Oh, I might miss that one. I might have to wash my hair that <laughs> series. Or hey, listen. Watch paint dry. Listen. Hey, <laughs> if if they, I don't know who they're going to scrimmage with, but if it happens to be the Rams, you know I'm going to find where all the cameras are. Of course you are. Nightcast Media say. in the build. <laughs> Hello, and you do know that. That is our show for this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you miss any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download, subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. That is iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, all for free 99. Make sure you download and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash NH Experience TV. 
Make sure you have the latest and greatest interviews in the world of sports, pop culture, and entertainment. Also, I'd like to thank everybody at SiriusXM, Slam Radio, and Nightcast Media. For my engineer extraordinaire, producer to the stars, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, I'm yours truly, Nick Hamilton. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch y'all next week. Take care. Stay sharp. We in a win like paper planes. All right, man. I'll have this to you within the next 30 minutes. Thank you, sir. Well, you yeah, yeah, Arizona Arizona Cardinals, dude. Nah, it's going to be Arizona good. I just, freaking wa- Cardinals. I just wanted to be bad. I <laughs> just wanted to... <laughs> You know. The Arizona freaking Cardinals, bro. Well, you know, that's some drama there, so it should be good. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.